Welcome to the Sacred Emergence Podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Wong, and I'm so thrilled that you're here. This is a place where you'll be guided to living your most aligned life so that your truest, most radiant self can emerge. We'll be jamming on topics ranging from spirituality, entrepreneurship, to wellness and lifestyle design, and everything in between that can support you to grow, evolve, and shine, all the while not taking ourselves too seriously. So if you're ready to step into your leadership, break through limiting beliefs, own all of who you are, and expand in abundance, grab yourself your faith cup of tea, and let's dive in. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Sacred Emergence. It's Michelle Wong here, and I am just so excited for today's guest. Lisa Rigsby joins us by way of California, and Lisa is an intuitive love coach. So welcome to the show, Lisa. Thank you so much. Glad to be here, Michelle. Yeah, you and I, um, well, I actually took one of your courses years ago called Soulmate School, and um, I just remember one of the pieces that had been so helpful for me were your, your, med- your meditations, um, and I was actually doing them recently, and uh, it made me think about you and just reaching out because the work that you do is so profound, um, and I'm excited to dive more into talking about like our energy and honoring ourselves and really it's like all the energetic tools that is so valuable regardless of whether or not we're in a relationship. Oh yeah, it's so true. I mean, having our energy be clear and connected and being grounded at home in ourselves makes all the difference in relationship. Absolutely. Any, any relationship. Yeah. And uh, before we recorded, we were even talking about like with, you know, what's happening with the coronavirus and just how um, there's a lot of, just fear energy right now, as well as just like chaotic energy in general. Mm -hmm. Um, And how it all does come back to how do we honor our own energy and not get distracted, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a tricky practice, especially right now. There's, there's so much, there's so many waves of emotion that everyone is riding and it's unprecedented. There's not, you know, we've never been in a place like this where there's this much, focus on one thing and this much fear happening at once. And, and also I feel like there's also a big awakening and you can look around and see how much love and care and Mm -hmm. how much people are reaching out to support each other and how much connection there is. So for me, I feel like this whole, this whole piece with the virus, at least so far has been, creating a sense of hopefulness in humanity. Mm. So I feel like there's there's light to come from all you know there's always there's always light in the darkness so I think there's a um, there's a space for us to use this time to get really centered in ourselves and to clear our stories and our blocks and work with our fears and work with our limiting beliefs that will help in all areas so it's like it's actually a really good time to do your inner work right now for whether it's for relationship or for health or for work it's all the same practices you know the it comes back to these basic simple strategies of being excuse me of being in alignment with yourself Mm. how um yeah i'd love to hear more about that and Mm -hmm. uh, i'm curious like how has did the journey start for you in terms of like doing the meditation and Mm -hmm. sharing this work with other people yeah it's actually um I'm actually writing my first book about it right now. And it's a memoir about my own spiritual awakening experience. And it came through when 
I had, oh, excuse me, I just got a little tickle on my throat. I'm going to take a sip of tea here. <clears throat> excuse me. It started when um, I had always been on a, a bit of like a spiritual exploration, like looking for um, more in life, looking for like the deeper meaning of things and meditating and practicing, you know, learning what I could. And then my first son, my first child passed away two days after he was born. Mm. And my husband and I both had a really huge spiritual awakening as a result of that experience where we were given the gift of, of being able to see between the worlds and to transition with our son. So we were taken into light with him and had this experience of, of oneness and connection that was really profound. And it woke me up and shifted both of our lives in a huge way. And so at that time I was working at a college um, as a learning disability specialist and professor for this, for the, um, disabled students program and had a master's in special ed, this whole different world. And I've been playing in spirituality and playing and doing healing work. And, you know, I was a Reiki master and had all these other things, but they were sort of on the side. Like I never really considered it being my career. And when that happened, it was such a jolt and there was such a, um, a moment of clarity where I actually heard a clear voice, like someone was whispering in my ear that was, you know, you're, it's time to do your real work. It's time to be here and support and to help people to connect with their higher selves. And I didn't go back to my job and I ended up beginning, you know, starting a healing practice and that over time evolved into doing more intuitive work with people and then giving people the, the tools to do it themselves because we really all are in charge of our own reality and no one else can heal you. No one else can fix you. You have to do it yourself. And that's what I really learned after having this practice was, oh, when I work on someone else and kind of fix it for them or give them Reiki or do it for them, they just come back the next week with the same thing. It doesn't actually stick. But if a person looks at their own issues and they run their own energy and they clear themselves and meditate and do these practices, they can heal themselves with mentorship and guidance. So mm -hmm. that's how it began. And then all of my clients that were coming to me were coming through relationship. They like everybody that came to me was coming for a relationship. I didn't work with anyone around health. I didn't work with anyone around work. It was always relationship and always romantic relationship. And so I ended up at this um, event for enlightened entrepreneurs and it was a real opening experience for me. And I hired the coach that was leading it and he helped me to get really clear and focus on what is it that I'm really bringing and this recognition that the work I'd been doing had been helping women to call in their partners because they were in energetic alignment. They were in alignment with love. They were in alignment with clarity within themselves. And so I went back and asked my clients, do, do you feel like the work that we've done together has created this? And they were all saying, absolutely, yes, yes, yes. And my own journey of getting into alignment before I met my husband was a really important piece of that as well. And then I um, I began, you know, I started doing retreats and then from the retreats, I created my online course, Soulmate School, which you mentioned in the beginning, Michelle. And then from there, it's evolved. So I've worked with women in relationship around calling in relationship for about 10 years. And now my work is evolving into um, a deeper connection with love. So less, less focus on the outside and more focus on the inside. And which still brings us the outside gifts right? It's, it's the, the practice is still the same, but 
it's really about coming into alignment with love for yourself, for your empowerment, for your sovereignty, for your connection. And as you do that, as you come into that alignment with that deeper presence within you, your whole life can open up, not only in calling in a partner, but in relationships that you're already in, in work. I had a client recently who not only did she find her soulmate through working together, but she also got promoted to being the CEO of her company and she attributes it to the same practices, the same healing. So it's as we come into alignment with ourselves and as we, as we open up and wake up the places in us that are in shadow or asleep or keeping us stuck in unconscious patterning, we have much more flow and much more connection to the divine. And as we do, we can bring in more of, what we want into our life. Mm, I just love that you said all of that. It's like, as you're talking, I'm like, oh my gosh, look at my cells are like so happy. Because <laughs> <laughs> it really is about like focusing on ourselves and healing ourselves and alignment with ourselves um, before we could do anything else. Yeah. Right? For healthy relationships. And um, I just, it's just, yes. <laughs> My entire being is like very happy. It's like, it struck a chord of truth within me. Oh, good, good. That's, I think when we, I read something recently, um, you know, there's so many inspirational quotes going around right now, but I read something recently and it was saying that a higher truth, when you hear a higher truth, your body opens, your heart opens, your, your cells vibrate and you go into like a, ha. Ah. and when you hear a lower truth, you go into contraction, you go into tightness, you go into fear. So it's starting to pay attention to, okay, which truths am I really going to listen to? Like which ones, the things that open me and expand me or the things that contract me and make me afraid or tight? Mm, so good. Yeah, that is so true. Ah, oh, yeah. So um, the work that you're doing is shifting towards like more of like the inner self. Um, and then you're writing a memoir, which is so cool. I can't wait to read it. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah, it's been a really beautiful process to, there's nothing like writing about all of your stuff to bring it all up. Whatever wasn't healed yet is, <laughs> is getting awakened. That's for sure. That's for sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I know that from doing even um, the meditations in soulmate school, um, I, I feel like the work, it's less about the other person. Because um, I know that for me, even like, even now, like I might, my mind comes up with stories and I can start spinning. Mm -hmm. And what's been really helpful is just grounding myself. And uh, you have the, the reference point meditation and the mm -hmm. column of light. Mm -hmm. um, like just those two, I, I feel like an energetic expansion in my being. And it's like, yeah. oh, that's all I needed, you know? Yeah. 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 Because when usually when we get spinny or we get activated in relationship or in any situation in life, it's because there's some unhealed part of ourselves that's being triggered or activated. And so it's always an opportunity to say, okay, so there's this piece that is saying, you know, whatever the story might be, maybe, you know, trying to analyze what he's thinking or what's really going on or there's some fear coming up or projection or an interpretation of something that may not even be true at all that's bringing you into contraction or into tightness. And what, what I found is that the more that you can get grounded, get quiet, get present with those parts of yourselves, the, the more love you can bring to those places, then they don't run you. Because we know now that the unconscious, the subconscious mind is running most of our life. You know, it's mm. like, we're really, we're really finding more and more that 
you know, there's different numbers, but anywhere between, you know, like 65 to 90% of our behavior is based in this, is based in unconscious patterns. So we are discovering now that if you can, if you can dig into those places where you are unconscious, where you are asleep and find out, okay, what is really being triggered here? Because anytime you're being activated by your partner or by the situation at hand, it's just a reflection for you to say, oh, there's something in me. Here it is. What, what am I going to look at? Mm. No, or it needs, or you, you need to clear and make sure you're not carrying someone else's energy, which is definitely what's happening right now. It's like we're so tapped into the collective fear that it's really hard to get centered. You know? mm. So it's important to, to come back, <laughs> come back home. Yeah. I, you know, it's interesting because maybe it's because I'm already pretty like self-aware, but mm. um, I don't, sense the I don't I, I guess I'm not in the fear of it um mm, but I can good. like when I'm on Facebook though um yeah. it's a little crazy <laughs> yeah and so I I one night I did find myself like going oh my goodness like should I even like go out you know um mm. and so it's, it's I think it's definitely managing our energy and being aware of like where is the the trigger and the thoughts coming from um yeah it's so easy we might not even know what's happening and next thing you know it's like we've absorbed other people's fears and um yeah 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 and it's you know it's important right now i think it's always important but especially right now it's important to to notice where you're spending your time where you you know like what information are you bringing in because fear is really bad for your immune system so if you are you know stress and fear weaken your immune system that's scientifically proven so if you are on Facebook a lot and consuming a lot of, you know, or wherever, you know, social media or the news or, or watching the news, um, you're, you're activating your body to go into that fight, flight, or freeze response because there's just so much, there's so much fear being spread and everybody's, you know, activated. So to be conscious of, okay, where am I? you know, I need to get information. How am I going to get that information? Like I just recommending like, okay, just go to the CDC website, facts, information, no hype, no hysteria, you know? Right. And if you need to know what's going on, you know, just go to government agencies, but like clean, clear, don't go on Facebook. Don't, you know, don't watch the news because the news is just designed to make you afraid because you buy more. That's, mm -hmm. I mean, that's their whole, you know, there's not a whole lot of good news out there on the television because, Advertisers make more money if you're scared. If you're scared and anxious, you buy more. So just being conscious of the larger picture, you know, it's not in their highest and best good to keep you healthy. Mm. You know? <laughs> That's like, if you think about how many pharmaceutical ads there are on TV, like it's not, oh in their, they don't want you healthy. They want you to buy the drugs. Oh my God. That's, it's true. And it's so terrible. <laughs> <laughs> it just is what it is. If we stopped consuming it, it would stop happening. Mm. Right? Yeah. If they're feeding a demand, you know, we're not the passive bystanders. We can choose it or not. Mm, that's good. It's like almost like a wake up call. I think this is an absolute wake up call. Yeah. I think this is an absolute wake up call. I think we're going to see a lot of beauty coming out of this mm. on the other side. I think most people don't, you know, people don't do their work. People don't have a spiritual awakening or have a shift in consciousness. until they're confronted with something hard. Mm. I mean, that's like my son passing away was our, my biggest spiritual week, my husband's too. You know, it's, it's those moments where like everything is just up and you, you, you have no control. That's when you go, 
that's when you have to go inside. That's when you have to go to spirit. That's when you have to go to God, divine, whatever your word is. But that's where the connection lives is in that divine consciousness that we all as humans have within us. And I think that this, this moment in time is going to give a lot of people the opportunity to connect and wake up because there's not, you don't have all the distraction. I mean, yeah, you can distract with social media, but you're not busy and running around and out. You're home, you're quiet, you're inward. You know, you're hopefully like taking some downtime, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting because like on Facebook, there'll be people who are like, how do I fill up my time? Mm-hmm. Um, and like, it's, I think it is confronting to have so much time that you don't know what to do with yourself. Um, yeah. Where the opportunity is to like, okay, maybe I can meditate. <laughs> um yeah yeah. and so like I know that um while you were sharing uh when we before we hit record that you're creating a new program and it's all Mm -hmm. about you know the pieces will be relevant like regardless if you're in a relationship or not it's just helpful for each individual um and so like what like what's your recommendation for um because not everybody meditates. I don't think that's like, unless some, I don't know, it might not be in a, like the first reaction. Yeah. And if you've never meditated before, there's a, you know, there's a saying that we, I don't know exactly, but it's basically the idea is that we meditate in the good times so that when the hard times mm. come, we have our tools. Mm. And so it's a tricky time to learn to meditate because if you've never meditated before to then just sit, close your eyes and be with yourself, there's, there's a lot up right now. That's why I like to do guided and visualized mm. meditations because they're easier to follow. And, and I think meditation is such a broad term and a lot of people have um, maybe negative connotations with it or I've tried that, I can't do it, you know, like, or that's for, you know, only for Buddhists or for new age people or, you know, and I think that we can call it different things, but it's, to me, it's more, it's less about the name of it and more about can you be still with yourself? Can, mm. you, can you sit with yourself? And if you can't, now is the time to, to learn how to do that, to get more present with yourself because that's what's going to keep you from freaking out. That's what's going to keep you from, you know, getting um, too caught up in the external factors of life. And as you get connected with yourself and you, as you get into your own like it's just I just exhale just thinking about it <laughs> as you get into the stillness and the the deeper um, grace that comes there's so much freedom and I think that that's what that's what people don't understand about doing the the inner work is that it actually gives you so much more freedom because you're not you're you're not as activated, you're not as triggered, you're not as afraid. And it takes a lot of energy to hold fear at bay. You know, it takes a lot of life force to hold fear down and keep it just, okay, I'm not going to feel that. I'm going to keep myself busy. You know, that is such a good way of saying it. It does take a lot of energy. Mm -hmm. And it's, I think, I don't think it's the best use of energy. <laughs> no, it's like you have, if you have a lot of fear and you're spending a lot of life force and energy holding that down, like that's, that's energy that could be used for so many other things that are so much more pleasant and joyful. Mm-hmm. You know? So it's, it's that recognition of, okay, so if I, if I take the time to 
actually unpack and sit with myself and face the the darkness that's in there the shadow the fear the hurt the grief the anger the betrayal whatever you know you're carrying we all have our stuff the more that you are willing to be with yourself and be present with those places that are uncomfortable the more freedom you have as a result like the a massive mm. amount of freedom comes as a result yeah. Hmm. So for yourself, do you meditate daily or? I do. Well, I go through periods. In the last week, hell yes. <laughs> <laughs> Three times a day. <laughs> Just to keep the collective out of my consciousness. Um, yes, I usually meditate daily and I go through periods where I don't. And I, um, I find that it's less about a, like a strong practice of like I have to sit for half an hour every day and meditate as it is about, okay, when something comes up, when I feel activated, when I feel triggered, when I feel disconnected, taking time to stop and say, okay, I need to get into this. I need to be present with this. And also doing the other things, you know, as, because sitting med meditation is very masculine practice. Sitting mm -hmm. in silence is a very masculine practice. I find that a lot of feminine practices that are, maybe not called meditation, but are, to me equivalent to meditation would be dance, song, mm -hmm. movement, play, nature. So my, my real meditation, like my practice that is much more consistent in my life than sitting meditation, well, maybe they're about equal actually, but is being in nature. Like for me, walking outside and, and watching the trees and listening to the birds and getting time alone in nature is is my biggest resource for sure mm. for me song singing is a huge resource it's a way that i open my heart open my throat get into joy and um and dance you know those mm. things are fine really so it's like the creative expression the nature expression those are also ways to to do the same thing as meditation as long as you're not you know, walking in nature and listening to a podcast or, you know, just talking with your friend and complaining about work or whatever, but you're really, you know, present when whatever allows you to be present in the moment to mm. me is meditation. So if it's, mm. if it's painting, if it's writing, if it's, you know, whatever creative act, even knitting, like it was something, you know, whatever you're doing that allows you to just be right here in this moment, that's building your field. That's opening your space. That's giving you more connection to yourself. I love the reframe of that because it's true. Like um, I hear a lot of people saying like, I can't, it's so hard for me to shut off the monkey mind. And it's almost like they think they're not good at meditation um, where, yeah, the guided meditation is super helpful because yeah. it's, yeah, it's like once you start following it, I find that it's like, okay, the mind kind of shuts off because you're doing something. <laughs> right. Just, that's yeah. what guided meditation does. It just gives your mind something to do. Yeah. A focus yeah. while you while you're doing it yeah yeah well i i love your meditations um like like i said um and every time i do it i feel like a big energetic shift um even like the ones where it's like releasing i think it's it is one of the ones that you have is like cutting cords but it's not cutting cords it's like releasing energy releasing right? energy yeah releasing other people's energy yeah and calling your own yeah. energy back mm -hmm. yeah um and i like that you don't say cutting cords because i don't i don't know <laughs> And I think it's, yeah, it's it, because if you're cutting the cord, like that idea of 
um, maybe people don't know what we're talking about here, but like there's, there's an idea that there's an energetic cord sometimes that exists between you and someone else. And the idea of just cutting it is like a, kind of like this idea of, um, it's almost a defensive act to me instead mm-hmm. of just being in alignment with yourself and saying, okay, I'm in my energy and I'm not, there's no space for anyone else to be in here with me. This is just me in my field and everything else goes instead of being in this fearful, like, oh, I got to go out and cut that, cut that, cut that, get out, get out. You know, it has a little bit of a panicky feel to it mm-hmm. versus just being okay. Like what's mine? What's not mine? Right. Did you come up, this is such a weird, kind of, did you come up with these meditations yourself? <laughs> Some of them, and some of them I learned from mentors, and some of them are combinations or amalgamations of different meditations I've learned over the years. So people will often ask me, like, oh, how did you do your training? Or what did you, you know, where did you learn all this? And so some of it is stuff that has come through for me in my own meditation, my own practice. Mm -hmm. But for me, the way that I learn best, so I didn't, like, I didn't go to, like, a coaching training program or something like that. Like, people will Mm -hmm. ask me sometimes if I've done that. And what I, what I did to build my practice and to get onto my own path is I found the most experienced mentors that I could find that I felt like were really change makers. And I did as many sessions with them as I could afford. Mm. So I, I did one-on-one work where, where I was working on healing my own stuff because I think as I can't be, you know, I'm calling myself an intuitive love coach. I don't even really love the term coach, but that's just what's the, you know. I get it. <laughs> I'm not right now. We'll yeah. come up with another word at some point. Um, I, if I'm going to be mentoring people and how to be in connection and relationship with love, I have to have done my own work. Mm. And I think that that's a really important piece. And so what I did was I found healers, therapists, mentors, shamans that I worked with to continue to heal my own work, to my own stuff. And then as I learned from them, I learned practices that they taught me. I pulled in from different places and then they became, you know, these are the things that work the best for me. And then I'd also had a lot of private clients over the years that I'd been, you know, working with and doing one-on-one sessions and meditations and practices with. And so they've evolved from different sources. Mm, I just, yeah, yours, like I, Yours is one of the best because like, I oh, think it came into my okay. life where I really needed like healing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like, even after doing like, maybe it was like a 15 minute one. Um, mm-hmm. It was just such a contrast to how I felt before. And so I felt yeah. like this, almost like this yearning to keep doing it. Yeah. Um, so like, that was like, that's why I'm like, did you come up with it by yourself? It's just so good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, and that yearning to keep doing it is it's just your light calling you. Mm. It's your light calling you home, like, more, more, we're here. Yeah. You know, I'm inside you, this divine connection to consciousness, to love. Mm. You know, it's there, and it's, it's, you know how when you start an exercise plan, and then after a while you get in shape, and then your body wants it, you know? Yeah. But at first it's like, oh, you got to pull yourself off the couch if you haven't been exercising for a while. It's the same thing with meditation and, and energetic practices. The more you do it, the more it grows and then you mm. want it. And then there's a, it, it just becomes like, I love when I get to a place in my meditation because sometimes I'm meditating. It's like, all right, I need to set up the alarm and I need to sit here until 15 minutes or half an hour is up. And then other times when I've been in my practice, like, I don't want to stop. 
like mm. the timer goes off and I'm like, nope, I'm going to stay longer, you know, because yeah. I don't want to leave this energy, this feeling. And um, yeah, I think that that's the, that's the divine calling us home. Mm, I love that. And um, it's like, it's really awesome that you've embodied your work. Mm. Like I can feel it. Um, and then it's just, it's from a very authentic place when you share it with uh, your clients and your programs. Mm. Mm, um, thank you. Is there a way for people to experience your meditations? Um, like yeah. if they wanted to sample it? I'm, I'm happy to do one today if you want. We can oh, do one yeah. Here. I would yeah. love it. Absolutely. And then I can, give you, um, I can give you a place to go, yeah, to my website where there's meditations. There's actually a few free meditations just right on the site. So they're available without even opting in. So there's, Perfect. Lots, there's lots there. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But let's go ahead and do one. Okay. Okay. So go ahead and just sit with your spine straight and close your eyes. And if you've never meditated before, don't worry. I'm going to just guide you through step by step every, every moment of the way. And you're going to imagine, like, I want you to imagine yourself at the age of four or five or six when you played imaginary games. And just let that imaginary part of you come back in. Just like let that adult mind soften and go and let the imaginary part, the playful part of you come back because that's what it will allow you to visualize and to play in this. So just begin to deepen your breathing. Take three long and slow and deep breaths. I'm just going to set the intention that this meditation, this clearing, this healing be for your highest and best good for whatever state or moment you are in right now in your life. And bring your awareness to the base of your body, to your hips, to your legs, to your feet. And I want you to imagine that you are like a tree growing roots down through the floor, through the earth. There's roots coming out your feet, there's roots coming out your legs, there's roots coming out your hips. Just imagine a big, beautiful tree modeling that for you. Just imagine those roots of a tree growing down, growing you into the earth, grounding you. I like to imagine that the tips of the roots feel like the tips of my fingers. So I can feel them just digging through the soil and down through the layers of the earth. And then imagine one long root, like a taproot from the midline of your body, maybe even from the end of your tailbone, like a tail growing down. Straight down through the center of the earth. Excuse me. We're going to visualize in the center of the earth a big, beautiful crystal. So we're not looking at the molten lava in the middle of the earth, but we're looking at the energetic heart of the earth. So imagine a big, beautiful crystal or a boulder, something for you to anchor this root around 
or into. So you can either imagine plugging into that center of the crystal or the boulder like a seatbelt, or you can imagine wrapping around it the way a tree root would wrap around a boulder if it was on the side of a cliff. Just really rooting down, anchoring down. And what this does is it brings you into present moment awareness. It allows your body to calm and to relax. So getting grounded, even if you do nothing else for your meditation ever in your life, if you just do this practice of grounding and imagining roots growing into the earth, it will calm your nervous system down. And even if you have a hard time visualizing, simply intend that it's happening. Your intention is really the majority of what's happening here. It's less about your mind being able to picture it as much as it is about your, your whole being just intending. I am getting grounded. I am connecting to the earth. Now keeping that grounding cord really firmly rooted, imagine a star way above your head. And that star represents the heart of source, the heart of the all, the heart of God, the heart of the universe, the heart of love, whatever word resonates the most for you for the divine. And imagine a beautiful golden light of unconditional love pouring down from that star into the crown of your head down into your heart. And then imagine it continuing down through your belly, through your hips and connecting down in the base of your body with that grounding cord so that they are unified, are united. So there's one continuous connection from the heart of the earth all the way through you into the heart of source. And from the heart of source all the way down through you into the heart of the earth. And just feel that connection, feel that line of light. This is your column of light. This is the truth of who you are. This is the bigger picture. This is the light that is you having a human experience living in a body, but you are this light and this light never ceases. When you die, it's still there. So feeling this light, this connection, I want you to imagine that there's a big, beautiful rose floating in space out in front of you. And the reason that we use a rose, roses have been used psychically and intuitively for many, many years. And the rose is like an energetic vacuum. So I want you just to imagine there's a rose out in front of you and any energy that you have in your own body, your own field, that it's not yours. So maybe it's a collective fear, maybe it's an ex-partner's energy, maybe it's your mother's energy, your father's, any energy that you might be carrying, it's not yours. You don't even need to know that you've been doing this. Just imagine that rose, just drawing out anything that's not yours. And I like to give it a color. So I like to imagine that any energy that's not mine is gray or black or brown. It's kind of the combination of maybe different colors together. So just imagine that you are 
releasing all energy that's not yours into this huge rose out in front of you. The rose is just gently drawing it out like a energetic vacuum, pulling out anything that's not you. And just breathe and check your grounding cord. Make sure you're still anchored into the earth. And knowing that even if you don't clear it all right now, you can come back and do this meditation again and again. So just with whatever is cleared right now, just notice if you feel lighter, if you feel a little freer. And just imagine that rose just shooting up into the sky and exploding into light. Releasing all of that energy that's not yours. And now bringing your awareness back to your own column of light, to your line of light here within the midline of you, connected to source, connected to the earth. I want you to imagine that your line of light is like a magnet for all of your energy, for all of the places that you might have left yourself in the past or in the future. If you're having a lot of anxiety and worry, that means your energy is in the future. If you're having depression or heaviness or sadness or regret, that means your energy is in the past. So just imagine now that this column of light is like a magnet to just gently call your energy back to you, out of the imagined future, out of the past, off of the people in your life. Just bring all of your energy back to yourself. I like to imagine little golden balls of light with my energy coming back, you can imagine waves of color or whatever visual pops into your mind. It can be what I have or something different. Just imagine calling your energy home. Out of mass consciousness, off of old lovers, off of your parents, your children, bringing all of your energy back to you, off of your friends, family members. Out of the media. Just bring everything back to you right here and now. And imagine that as your light returns to you, it turns gold. And imagine that your body is turning gold now. All of your cells are turning gold with your own light, with the frequency of love of your essence, your divine consciousness that lives within you. Allow that to awaken within you, to spread. 
So imagine that your whole body is turning gold. Your fingers are gold, your toes are gold. And traveling, arms and legs turning gold in your torso, your head. All of your organs are gold. Really feeling this connection with your own light. And then imagine that light is so bright and strong within you that it actually pushes out to the field around you so that you are, imagine that you are now glowing gold in the space around your body. Imagine that a meter, three feet off your body in all directions is this beautiful gold energy, like you're sitting in a golden egg. And you are one with this golden egg. You are the same light. And then just gently begin to see if you can bring your awareness to the external world, the outside surroundings, feeling the air on your skin, feeling your seat on the chair wherever you're sitting or lying. And keep connection with the gold light while at the same time being aware of the outside. And then as you're ready, just start to bring your awareness to the noises, to your breath, and gently move your fingers and your toes, keeping your connection with this light while you bring yourself back to awareness in the here and now, knowing that this is who you are, this is your truth. And all of the rest of this is guided by how deeply connected you are to this divine light within you. Just take a couple of deep breaths. And then as you're ready, come all the way back and open your eyes. Oh, that was so good. It was so calming. There was like a moment where I just kind of like dozed off a bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can go into that alpha state where it's like that not asleep, not awake, but yeah. really deep and slow. It's really good for your body. It's really good for your immune system to go that slow and deep. Yeah. Thank you so much. That was wonderful. Oh, my pleasure. My pleasure. It was funny because as we were coming out of the meditation, I could hear my upstairs neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I noticed that too. <laughs> Just in case, said, here you go. Bring your awareness to the outside cell. Here's a few of them for you. Oh, yeah. Perfect timing. <laughs> yeah, perfect timing. And, you know, 
that's life, right? We're not, we don't live in these like perfect bubbles, you know, obviously <laughs> as we know right now, you know, so it's, it's learning how to come back to center no matter what's going on. Mm. And then from this state, you know, just coming back to the love and relationship aspect of things, when you're in this energy that we just got to, you're much more magnetic mm. to love, to partnership, to your current partner, to a potential partner. So we're constantly having our relationship world be a reflection of what our internal space feels like. So the more that you can come into this connection with yourself as love, the more you are going to have that reflected back to you in your relationships and your life in general. I love that. It is so good. Thank you. Thank you for sharing the meditation and for walking us all through it. My pleasure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So how can people learn more about you? Mm. So my website is lieselrigsby.com. So I'll spell it because it's a funny name. It's L-I-E-S-E-L-R-I-G-S-B-Y.com. And there are free meditations on there. There's a radiance meditation that I love just in the right toolbar you can find. And there are, if you go to the offering section, you'll find free meditations. And then you can also opt in and find out more from me and receive emails on occasion from me as well. Amazing. I will definitely share that in the show notes. Um, yeah, I hope everyone takes advantage of your offerings. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's, I feel like we're here to spread the love. And so mm -hmm. whatever that looks like, however people find it, and if I'm a resonant you know, person for anyone to find love through, I'm happy to be of service in that way. Mm. Well, thank you so much for your time, Misal. It's been such a pleasure and so good to connect again. Yeah, thank you for having me, Michelle. Have a beautiful day. You too. Take care. Join our free private Facebook group community, Sacred Emergence, to receive more connection, guidance, and support. And take part in our five-day Inner Confidence Challenge to not only boost your confidence, but to help activate your inner leadership. Details in the show notes. Thank you for listening to the Sacred Emergence podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And thank you in advance for sharing this with others who can benefit. Until next time.